What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I'm going to say right now, Tim, game on. You know what I'm talking about? Game on. Game on, man. We've been saying the game is back and oh, I'm feeling it extra hard on this beautiful Monday morning. I want to let y'all know, though, it's not just me and Nick today for all you you video watchers out there that might think, oh, it's just Tim and Nick today. No, we actually have a very hidden secret reveal. Reveal yourself. Yeah, I'm working on it. I don't know why I'm not see uh, Where showing are you? up. I'm right here somewhere. <laughs> We're dealing with some technical issues right now and some we stuff. Sure so Kevin are. is going to be at, at the very least audio only. But hey, there he is. might show up when you least expect is. him. You know? You know? I'm, I'm really Anyways. big for some reason. Hold on. He's so, so big. Why am I so big? <laughs> you can shrink yourself down. I, no, I genetics. am. So this is the Kind of Funny Screencast. Each and every week, we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. We have so much going on right now. Every week, we're reacting to Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, and Marvel. So stay tuned for all of that. You can watch live right here when we record the episodes on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. Or you can watch it later on that same page if you are not available at the time we record it. But that's totally cool. Uh, If you want to listen to it, you can search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast and we'll be right there for you uh and if you want to get the show ad free you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule al tribesman and fargo brady on youtube have all done thank you all we appreciate you you make things happen uh speaking of things happening it's finally happening friday the 14th we're moving into the spare bedroom our 5,000 square foot state-of-the-art studio in san francisco and you're invited to the marathon stream to end all marathon streams it starts at 10 a.m pacific cisco's gonna be there james and elise are gonna be there it's gonna be fantastic uh some of your favorite things the kind of funny's ever done will happen on this day i guarantee it you don't want to miss it friday october 14th at 10 a.m pacific time and now that means the next week is going to be a little bit different monday the 10th we're going to record kind of funny games daily and the final kind of funny podcast from home but all other content except for greg's gregway video or vlogs on patreon will be canceled as we move in and prep for the friday stream so no new content or very very few pieces of content tuesday wednesday and thursday of next week just wanted to prepare you for that for the stream to end all streams on friday we hope you'll be there what's up kev i mean should we say that they're being canceled or just put like canceled done they did horrible things each and every one of them don't want to don't want to speak of them again. Don't want to speak of them again. Today we're brought to you by Chime and Canvas QHD monitors, but I'll tell you about that later. Nick Scarpino, I want to start with you. What'd you think of the game this week? This was a weird episode, um, and it started oh. off very odd, and then it ended very, very strongly. I felt um, it, we talked about it last week of of, of uh, everyone, you know, the game really finally kicking off between Renaris and uh, Alicent, but. I, I think I was wrong. I think this week was the t- was the point on the blacktop where they were like, okay, we're picking teams now, right? Everyone's gonna just <laughs> everyone's gonna sit here, mm-hmm. and we got Allison on one side, Renaris on the other, Renaris on the other, and everyone just gets to pick one person from the team. And I got to be honest with you, I don't know who's gonna win this game because her, the ending with her basically making that starting to get more political 
and starting to make that choice, uh, not only from passion, but from understanding that teaming up with Damon basically makes them a very unstoppable force. And then, of course, that 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 that, that same shot mirrored as uh, the queen is watching them uh, from a ship. And then she's got her own little finger, a guy, you know, the little bumblebee guy coming around and she's putting her team together. We got that great scene with her and Reese Evans where he's like, I never saw that side of you. And up until this point, I didn't think you were ready for the game. But damn it, you're ready for the game. And so am I. Well said, Nick. Well said. Kev, what'd you think? Oh my God, dude. I'm so in. This show continues to get me more and more worked up every week. And Nick's right. Like, this is it, man. Like, the the lines have been drawn in the sand. And we're seeing where people are falling. People are making trades. And I, for a dragon, pretty solid trade, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's a big old dragon, too. So I'm I'm stoked. Like, this stuff, like... Stuff's about to get wily in, like, the best way. We see another big time jump coming. I'm so excited. This show continues to be Game of Thrones, like, what? the Like, the digest, you know? Just the good stuff. Give me the abridged version. Let's go. It's so fast. I actually find it really fun to, like, trying to, like, put all the pieces together. And then the way this one ended, I was blown away with, like, the little reveal that, like, bro's still alive. And he's just going to go live his happy life, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that reveal. And until you realize, you're like, oh, he's you're like, oh, Dame is not a bad guy after all. This guy's alive. And he and, well, he and his, and his uh, lover get to kill- go away. And then you he go, did- wait, he killed a guy. Solid snakes him, dude. It wasn't even a henchman. I think it was like one of the guys that cleans the castle. He was like, oh, what's up? Oh, no. And then he's dead. This poor guy. Damon, why? Why? It's funny because like that moment where the body's in the flames, I'm like, oh, that seems like. That probably took some time to, like, throw that body in there, get it burned to that degree. And that one guy was like, I'm going to go get help. Like, I, that's where, like, I, you know, there's a little bit of fantasy. You got to just assume that everything is like, all right, the timing, I'm sure it works out in the thing. But, like, for a moment when they cut to that, the body that's half on fire, I was like, that's a weird call. Like, you can't even really tell it's him. And then, of course, we get the reveal. And I was like, oh, oh, oh you know. You got games, Kevin. You got games. I, I love it. I love to see it. Honestly, this show just keeps getting better for me. I am so surprised. I'm with Nick that it started weird. When this episode first began, we're in this kind of like really extended funeral scene that they let just be quiet a lot. I was like, what are they trying to accomplish here? And it wasn't until like halfway through the scene as the tension started rising and the quiet started going from being like awkward to unnerving that I was like, Oh my God, this is the first time we've really had all the major players kind of like hanging out in the same area. And they're all like, because of the time jumps, they might've seen each other in the last couple of years. We don't know that. So we're still trying to figure it out. And I thought they did a really good job of like in that scene establishing, okay, here's where they all are at now. Last time we Mm -hmm. saw them, they were in a different place. And I know the time jump between these episodes is not really a time jump, but it's more like there was the last time jump since some of these characters have seen each other. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm into this. When he, like, walks by and, like, calls her the his first wife's name uh, when the king, like, is in the beginning, like, leaving the funeral um, and, like, is walking by the, um, um, the the guards. And he's like, you come with me. You stay with her or whatever. Right. Um, all those, like, little things. I was like, oh, it's fucking on. And I love that this episode, this king, man, like – I've had so many feelings about him throughout the show, but at this point, he's just trying to like keep everyone happy. Everyone around him is just, 
He just wants them to be cool. Hey, family, like, come on, man. Like, let's just be cool at the barbecue. And everyone's like, no, we all have to fucking either fuck each other or kill each other. Right. And he's like, can you just stop that? Can you please? And they just won't. And seeing the rest of the episode play out, I thought was absolutely incredible. I can't believe we're getting this many back-to-back episodes that have big Game of Thrones moments. But I think that that is uh, what this time jump type show allows. And what I find really interesting is I've been a little bit, not sure if, if the time jump stuff is absolutely working for me, if it's going to sustain or whatever. Uh, and I think now I'm starting to realize it is making the show really work for me as a standalone thing that is like next to Game of Thrones as opposed to just being compared directly to it. Uh, because this was originally, if I understand correctly, Kev, a history book, right? Like the book, the written, the fire and blood, whatever. It wasn't about like stories and stuff. It was more like, uh, account of the history of things and watching the show feels that way where it's like oh it's like reading a history book where you just get like a chapter that's about this and then you jump to the next chapter and it's mm-hmm. about way later in the future because they're not covering I, all the little events i think, yeah. I think it really a, works i think it's more of a gossip book but go ahead mm. it's like, so busy, this, is, this is the gossip girl of of game of thrones basically that's exactly that right that's exactly right Nick. Yeah. i heard there actually was a, a vo that they cut from this in the beginning of and end of every episode just Daenerys. Yeah. She's like, just, if you, I, I mean, I wish I knew enough about Gossip Girl to pull something for you there, Tim. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, know this, I know this episode. And I think it's, yeah, I can't remember who, who used to do the, the, the VO for that. Wasn't it someone famous? Yeah, yeah it was. Blake, uh, it wasn't Blake Lively. No, she was in it. it. Was. No, Blake Lively was, was in it. it. She was the Gossip Girl. Oh, no, it was oh, Penn Badgley. Yes. Was in it too, right? Wait. He didn't they- do the narrative. Was it the narration? I think it was Veronica Mars, mm. Kristen Bell, right? Kristen it Bell was Kristen yeah. Bell. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thank you, Falcon. Yeah. Do you think she goes by Veronica still? If you go Veronica at a coffee shop, she goes, all right, I'll take the I coffee. Think she yeah, looks, I think she looks. She waves. looks. She, no, at the very, she, she might cool. not look, but she definitely has that, like, I think she'll look, actually. She'll yeah, do the deep like, sigh you know, that you don't see, and then she looks. No, I kind of feel like she's into it. Let's get back to Game of Thrones. Back to the Thrones, man. Absolutely love this episode. I was going to say, like, I love the seahorse being like, bro, bloodlines don't matter. Bloodlines end. Names, Names. matter. Like, that yeah, kid that has badass. my last name, and that's what matters. Because at the end that's of the day, matters. like, he's not wrong that, like, uh, what his two uh, granddaughters, they're going to lose their name when they marry, right? So right now, that second kid, he's the only one that's going to carry the name forward, right? Because... The first one is going to be renamed Targaryen once he becomes king. And, mm-hmm. like, we don't see any Valerions or whatever the hell the last name is, like, in the future. So it's like, bro, like, you, you should have had your bets, bets a little bit better, a little stronger, yeah. you know? Totally. I love the um, the music this episode. Like, the, the scope of this show, like, they're really, like, flexing and pushing their budget a lot. And, like, you know, sometimes it doesn't work when you're dealing with dragons and some shots can look a little shoddy. But I was very impressed with the scale of the dragon itself, the the big dog. When oh, yeah. The, oh, that was yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Dealing with yeah, it, I was, was like, really cool looking. God damn. Like, that shit was, was so good. I saw online a lot of people were complaining about the how dark the episode was. Uh, well, there, but like, there was the moment where the, the younger kid that loses the eye goes to look for the dragon was absurdly dark. Now, granted, we have the greatest TVs for it, so I, like, turned off no, all the rooms. No, that was the worstly colored thing I've ever seen. And, and Game of Thrones has historically been dark, but literally, Kev, I was like, I can't see what the fuck is going on. 
with this right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, but I'm saying like once I turned off all the lights, I was like, oh, okay, I can see everything. Uh, yeah, that's the the interesting thing about it is like wh- when we last saw Game of Thrones, there was an HDR because it was like the olden days of before HBO Max, uh-huh. and like that that one episode, the the long night, like that was so hard to see anything. For this one, for me, I was like, I can fucking see this shit, but. I was like, oh, this is going to be a problem for so many motherfuckers because they were just not going to have the HDR to be able to deal with this. Because, like, yeah, it was poorly done, I would say. It was very like, it, was, it was just so extreme where it's like y'all didn't need to go that hard. No. Well, you know what it is? I think a lot of it shot day for night. I think they do they do that side of sort of photography, and they're like, let's err on the side of it being too dark rather than too light well, having it look like it's all happening early morning. But, man, it was just un- on my TV, on my LG, it was un- indecipherable could not see what the heck was going on for like a good five minutes when they did the shot of them looking at like the sun like going down i literally like was like oh no that did they not fucking learn and then i looked it up and it's the same director that did the long night episode he really like you know what you know what it is somebody needs to sneak into his editing bay and tweak the brightness settings way down on his monitor because this guy's like i like it dark and you're like oh, I like it dark. Little, it's a little too dark we could have <laughs> put like maybe we just need like a 10 percent increase just in, in 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 gain you know just a little just a little bump let's get those uh let's get those black levels just a little higher yeah well what's Sorry, wild you- is that not too long after that we like see like once he gets on the dragon, like the the moon suddenly is lighting everyone up. And it's just like, oh, I feel like the moon was just as prevalent a minute ago. You know what I mean? They even show us a shot of the dark ass moon. And it's like, all right, we didn't have to like you could have made it a little brighter, but whatever. It, you know, it's Game of Thrones. They'll figure out their lighting issues eventually. It's a small show. Yeah, this small kid, show. Man. Limited budget. Shout out to this kid. This damn little motherfucker, Aemond. The one that gets the dragon like oh, yeah. this whole Shout scene him of him being bold hanging off the top when he's there's they cut to that scene that shows him hanging and his little feet are like really hanging on he's only grasping by the top i was like man there should have been like a, a strap you buckle in on or something but like <laughs> that was so so cool and for him to be like all right this is my uh this is my dragon now bold i love that as soon as he gets to the dragon he is a piece of shit that is just like i love it hey man <laughs> fuck you maybe you get her a pig huh i mean look, i mean it's 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 vindication for this poor kid who's who's been teased by his cousins and, and largely by his older brother true but you know but the cousins as well were a little complicit in it yeah. um and having him walk off and having the the two daughters damon's daughters be like hey that's our mom's dragon like that's ours and he goes then you should have claimed it <laughs> yeah and then just walk it away like a boss like i saw an opportunity i took it and then no future spoilers of course but i don't know if you guys watched uh the time jump that's happening next but this kid grows up and he grows up fierce and he looks oh, awesome yeah. with that oh, with that yeah. cut eye right now he looks a little like a like like a young draco malfoy but uh he's gonna get older and this kid's gonna be this kid wants the throne you can tell from the get-go his older brother do, pulling a homelander and windows for the rest of his life right just kind of <laughs> just jacking off all hey, over king's yo, landing confirmed same window okay. that tobin killed himself in oh really that makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah that's yeah, huge somebody I, I was i saw a twitter thing like breaking it down and i'm like this is awesome hell yeah 
this little dude he's up yeah i i mean i love that whole scene i love i love the varying like degrees of of uh, issues that everyone has with you like beef there's so much beef everywhere in this episode all these young kids are going to grow up they're all going to get resources of their own they're all going to have beef and then you've got of course the main beef which is the queen and renera or i should say the princess the princess and the queen right and also just the king how how long can the king hold on for because you know that yeah that he's just holding on just long enough to get all the pieces in place and then he's gonna just drop dead and then boom it's gonna be it's gonna be game on how sad was it when he was like damon come come home like just come and 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 come home like let's stop with these squabbles come home and he was just like bro you look like shit i'll see you later i'm gonna go bang your daughter well it's it was it's crazy because you see how you see him kind of come full circle right where he's he's he was very very tenacious tenacious and sort of uh, uh you know wanted the throne for himself failed rectified that and was like i just don't want any part of that life man i'm not i'm not well, like that it's it, to put it in terms that i think that everyone can understand very much where we found terry silva at the beginning of cobra kai season four where he's like guys i found my zen place right now and then john crease brings him back in and now he's back into the game baby and you know looking good I think to your point too, it's interesting to see how much the king has grown. Where in the earlier episodes, he very much was like, Hey, there's certain rules you just got to follow, and like there's a system to this, you really have to just stick to the roles, it's what we do. And then the more the time goes on, the more he's just like, All right, well, we're gonna do this because that's what makes my life easier right now, and we're gonna do mm-hmm. that because that's better for you. And like, he's made so many choices and decisions that led to where they're all at now and it's like it so much of it falls back on him and i just think it's interesting there's a lot of like speeches he gives and especially in this episode when he's like kind of going off on everyone in the room he's like you motherfuckers like when all the kids are just squabbling like he's like so what happened and all of them just start like yapping and yelling Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like such a good scene because you see the king just being here like i'm the fucking king of game of thrones right and i have to deal with this type of bullshit like i'm just seeing the way that he handled it i i thought they did a really good job with but i do love that they just keep teasing his death even in this episode he's getting wheeled away uh with his wife and he's just just fucking like dying in the corner it's like damn bro yeah he's he's not he's not long for, i mean one day it'll probably be you have to imagine the next episode he's dead right i mean you i, I, I thought yeah, that I four know. episodes yeah. ago but i want to keep talking about this guy and a whole bunch of other things but before we do that let's take a word from our sponsors Shout out to NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors. We are huge fans of NZXT here at Kind of Funny. And I got to say, these monitors, they're Andy Cortez approved, Kevin Coelho approved, and Tim Gettys approved because of their sweet 1440p resolution with 165 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response hits. That sweet spot for gamers due to the balance of picture and performance. They're available in 27-inch and 32-inch curved displays. Variable refresh rate support for all of the major GPUs. They provide an excellent gaming experience for any game genre. You can get the monitor just alone. You can get it with a stand or you can get it with some pretty cool mounts. There's built-in software support with NZXT Cam that lets you control all your monitor settings directly on your PC. No need to mess with the clunky hardware menus to lock in your desired settings. They thought of it all. It's sold exclusively on NZXT.com. You can learn more about the NZXT Canvas gaming monitors at NZXT.co slash kind of funny that's nzxt.co slash kind of funny shout out to chime for sponsoring this episode what's the first thing you do when you wake up is it checking up on your credit score i don't 
think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. You can start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. You can get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank NA pursuant to a license from Visa, USA Chime checking account, and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary, and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Get your credit journey started with Chime. Sign-up takes only two minutes, doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. And we're back, everybody. We sure are. We sure are. When they flew through the birds, it was yeah. scary. It was a little scary. You know, I was sitting here thinking about the realities of these dragon riders. I never thought about them. I never thought about their oh, health yeah, and dude. safety. They don't have goggles in the game. Where someone's got to, you know, you want to make a billion dollars in in King's Landing, you put some goggles on these dragon riders. You know, like just to get the racquetball ones that are just a little too tight but look like bug eyes, so you can see where the ball's coming from. Mm-hmm. I love that he got the big dragon, by the way, and I love how we're like, oh, that's a pretty big dragon. And then at the end of the episode, where High Towers like, where Otto's like, that is his sacrifice was I'm not even close to what we gained. For getting that big dog dragon, that's like getting a fucking aircraft carrier uh, for their for uh, you know for the army that, that that's that's coming up. What a cool end of that episode! And I I love that they got Reese Evans back and he's just back in the game, high level playing. Awesome. Dude, honestly, I lost my shit. Like when we we're at that funeral in the beginning and we see the shot of the hand thing, I was like. <laughs> Oh baby, yeah. and like based on the previously on, I was like, it's probably like Otto's back. He's gonna be back, and yeah. then he was, and I was like, this is what we wanted, man. Like I love it. Just real quick, I just want to say, uh, let's we'll get back to Otto in one sec. I definitively, and I've believed this before, but now I can I can say it just assuredly. There was no greater previously on to channel sound effect to theme song than Game of Thrones. You get this previously on. They put so much art and craft into it. They have custom scores and soundtracks with this shit, guiding your journey, making you think about things you haven't thought about for a couple of weeks. Then all of a sudden you see that HBO little static screen thing and you're like, oh, I already got chills. And then they fucking hit you with that theme song. Are you goddamn kidding me? No, Anyways. it's incredible. They're Sorry. just doing they're they're doing the whole thing, man. They got they they know what they're doing and they're tugging at the hard drinks. I will say, like one one of the things we, we talked about earlier was uh uh the, the episode's moving so fast, it's such a, such a fast clip forward. It is unfortunate that we don't see some of these big moments. Like I would not be surprised if um the king himself mm-hmm. died off camera, which sounds crazy, right? Yeah, uh, high tower, high tower getting the hand, you know what I mean? Like I was like, that was gonna be a big yeah. moment where you have to imagine that I wanted to see Rhaenyra's reaction to that, right? I wanted to see the king's reaction to having to to, to offer him that again and, and making that piece, but instead we but just kind of like he's just sort of I, there. I feel like we are getting big moments, like her reaction to finding out this dude killed his own brother and father. And then he was like, well, your your dad is going to be the hand again. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that does a good job filling in that spot of it actually happening. That's why I'm saying we're getting the condensed version. We're seeing the reaction, but it's it's just the reaction of a Allison finding out, 
oh yeah, this guy got killed so that your dad could come back. And she's sitting there being like, that's not what I want. And he's like, well, that's what happened. He's like, and oh, like, we'll be back like, one day. Yeah. And, and but, I, I think that's dope. And I'm like, so ready. Like I, the job, the show is doing such a good job kind of weaving us through, Hey, here's the setup for this event. Uh, here's the, the payoff that really matters the most. And like the whole, uh, like dynamic of the world is going to change after this. And it's like, it does. And that's dope. I'm so in. And, yeah. And I love that last scene too, where, where it's that payoff of, he's like, you know, if you want an eye, I can get you an eye. And she's like, no, nope, don't do that. Yep, no, nope, like, no, right don't now, do she, that. Don't do because that. She, I learned my well, lesson no, no, about but asking not, you for stuff. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's it's a it's a don't do that because I think she's finally realizing after that conversation with her father that she's got to be a lot more strategic. And this is not a sprint. This is a marathon, right? She yeah. even has that moment where she's like scared of him, where she's like, don't do that. But then she goes, the day might come when I ask you for something. Like, I'll, I'll let you know what's going on. Like keeping mm-hmm. him in the back pocket. So realizing that, that, that you know, even, even this guy's going to have a use in the, in the impending storm. So we keep talking about how this show uh, feels like some of the best moments of Game of Thrones and like condensed in different ways. And what I really like about elements of this episode are we have this guy with the cane who is like such an interesting, cool villain and like the perfect type of schemey dude that we uh, expect to see in this, right? But I like seeing him paired with her, especially this late in the game, because seeing this episode, I got a lot of like, um, I, I felt homages to the Sansa Arya situation in episode one or two of the original series where uh they were back at in winterfell and joffrey started shit with the girls and then yeah. ned had to get involved and they ended up having to kill one of the wolves and it was just this like dumb kid squabble but like it made choosing sides really awkward because of who was king and all that stuff right. that reminded me a lot of the scene we got of all of them kind of together having to deal with the the squabble between the um the women and mm. then it kind of ending with her with this uh cane dude it really reminded me of Sansa in later seasons where she gets to come into her own. And yeah. especially when she, she starts working with Littlefinger and it's like, there's like, she's getting that confidence and all that. I was like, Oh man, this is cool. I really, really, well, really dig this. Well, we have that great moment where she's about to stab Rhaenyra and she's like, now people Insane. see you for who you really are. Yeah. And it's, and then she, but she has that great moment beforehand where she's like, I've done all the things I'm supposed to do. Right. I yeah. was the one that was like, I did, I was respectful. I had honor. I did everything I was supposed to do. And, and then as she's holding a knife, trying to cut to kill the princess and you're realizing like, hey, maybe we just need to tell everyone to go fuck themselves and do what we want to do and start taking over shit, which well, is exactly what I think we're going to see in the next couple episodes. She was trying to take yeah. the kid's eye, right? Oh, yeah. But yeah. but 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 viciously and showing her true colors for yeah. once and then realizing later because her dad was t- pretty much told her so, which was that he's like, hey, I didn't know you had that in you. And that's powerful. Like, don't yeah. don't. Don't hide that part. Like, let's let's just hone that. Let's yep. not let's not put it out there again. But let's let's make sure this is you and this is who you are going forward. And let's let's be strategic and start, you know, start winning things. Uh, I, but uh, it's that, I thought that was such a cool scene. I love Damon grabbing uh, Cole and just being like, uh, 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 no, you like in that moment where the, there's the you know, she's coming after her because like mm-hmm. what was Cole going to do? He was probably going to stop uh allison right like that makes the most sense for that for like being his, uh, her bodyguard well he, well he said he was like i i'm she goes i want you to go cut his eye out and he goes i'm your sworn protector right like he so i don't like, he, i don't think he was like, going to do it but i think there was a moment where the scuffle happened and cole stepped forward like i'm it's it's time to 
it's time to wreck shit. And that's when Damon stepped in, which is like, I love that because yeah. obviously these guys, they've already squared off against each other in Cole one, if you remember yeah. correctly in yeah, episode yeah, one. Yeah. So it's interesting to have them be like, oh, we got beef too. And so when he stepped in, Damon stepping in front of him, I think was like, oh, man, this Fucking is going to come out ahead. Yeah. Uh, but I got the Matt feeling Smith that is- he was stepping in front of him to stop him from stopping Allison so that Allison oh, that's not, and yeah, that's not Rhaenyra could yeah. have that moment of like, because like he's on Rhaenyra's side of this, right? Where he was just yeah. like, let her go as wild as possible. Let her look as bad as possible in front of all these Maybe, people. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. I got out of that moment. Yeah, that's 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 probably true. It was just yeah, what a good scene. And just gee, let's shout out to Matt Smith, who oh, just continues so to be the best part of the show. So I think good. he's so good. He's it's, so his his acting's so nuanced, and you just don't know where he's at. He slips so easily into mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, you know, like like conniving and then honest. And he has these true moments where you're like, oh, that's really him. Maybe it's not. We don't fucking know where he lies. Yeah. And is he, I mean, does he love her? Is he with her? Because he, remember, he's the one that tried to get with her and, and seduce her originally just to get the throne, to, to get exactly where he is right now. So that worked, but we'll, we'll never that, know actually how he really feels. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever know his true emotions because like all he wants is to be king. And it's so interesting to remember him in the first episode of the season where he was the de facto like future king. Right. Coming in and being like, the badass you know we're like going and murdering a bunch of people and just being like hey man i'm gonna be ruler to like this episode where at the start of it he looks really down like it looks like he's lost a lot of his like the things that he had been trying to set up and now he's just kind of like i don't know i'm i'm really bummed and then at the end of it now he's playing the game again and guess what he's king corns consort consort yeah uh consult is that right? Console. Is that what it corset. is? I don't know. It's a corset, right? Corset. Oh, course. I don't know. Corset's no, the thing you put around your stomach that no, I wish I, I was wearing joking. right now. I, was I love, by the way, I love that that moment where um, he, she's like, did you, he's like, I'm sorry about your wife. Did you love her? He goes, eh, we were happy enough. And it's yeah. like, damn, dude. Yeah. Damn, dude. <laughs> damn. I mean, he was like laughing at her funeral. Like there was like all those well, things. Well, he laughed where... at that one moment where they, I, I had to rewind it because I was like, that's an odd laugh. And I didn't catch quite what the guy was saying, but he was talking about how blood has to stick together, basically. And Dave yeah. just laughed. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, uh, <laughs> a lot of unsaid shit here. Which yeah, is good. man. It's like, I, I think he is so, so good. And I love that there is so much truth in him. And like, you can see moments where you're just like, oh, shit. Like, you're not just this conniving bastard, but you're more often than not a conniving bastard. Yeah. And like, he just is, he just oozes charisma too on screen. And like, you just believe in him so much. I got to say, I'm still not feeling the vibe of the adult Renera and their chemistry just doesn't yeah. have the same like icky X factor that yeah. uh, the 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 younger actress did. And I, for some reason, the younger actress and Matt Smith, like I, I just felt like that was so much more palpable and believable than what we're getting here. Well, it was but, way more taboo feeling, right? Because I mean, you are seeing a bigger obviously. age difference within them, yeah. and then I think that I think that really sold sort of like his his intentions and how insidious and fucked up they were. I, I will say that I, I, I have the opposite reaction where I, I love Olivia cook, but it's so odd that they cast her a, 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 as opposed to her younger self, who must've been what three or four years younger. It's, it's just like they could have really just weird. kept the other actor, but yeah. Or just uh, had Olivia the whole time. Like just that, had that Olivia one's a weird one the whole but time. Least, but I like both of them though. That, that is the I difference. Like, 
I like the new Rhaenyra too. I do. I just think that like to me, I guess that the Allisons are close, so cl- too close together, and then the Rhaenyras are a little too far away from each other. But mm. I mean, you are casting a whole other human being, so you know you get what you get. Um, I think she has a good chem. I I'll disagree a little. I think she has good chemistry with Damon. I just think it's way different. Like, and I think maybe that might be by design because she is an adult now, capable of making her own decisions, uh, and she's willingly going back into this. Well. I guess you could you could actually start breaking that down and be like, well, he did actually like uh, groom her from a very young age to make her oh, come totally. to this conclusion for oh, yeah, sure. Uh, but but I think she's making it. What's interesting about this and what's so cl- complex about it is, yeah, she's still making the decision, but she's making the decision less from a I I want you, I need you, you fulfill my 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 passions and my and my love, and more from like, hey, we're about to go to war, and you are you're a great ally to have so it is it's it is strategic but i want to see i'm curious if she's got has anyone to confide in where she's that we're like why are you doing this and she's like oh he's gonna try to kill me so i'll kill him eventually but right now i'm just using him for, for where he is or if she's like super in love with him i don't know yeah well a lot of cool stuff to think about we only have three episodes left and that is such a shame i want this to keep going but let us know in the comments below what you thought about this episode we'll be back with even more but until next time I love you all. Goodbye.